Happy Saturday. How y'all doing? How y'all feel? Checking in live, Chris. Just, you know, notes from the field. Notes from the field on life. Um, something that I experienced this week. We're gonna talk about self-sabotage. And uh, we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about the graduate program and how that rates uh relates, not rates, how that relates to our everyday life. One of the things that was interesting is when you think about self-sabotage, you're talking about that hard, stuck, overwhelmed feeling uh, that you feel. Now, here's the here's real tip. You can feel this, and it has nothing to do with the fact that you're in a graduate program. You can feel like this in your everyday life. And I think for me as a person that works full-time and is a doctoral student, I found it surprising to realize that many of the lessons that I learned in this whole journey are not just about becoming Dr. Wiley. They're, they're not. Because some of the experiences that you had, that I've been having, I've learned you can experience that uh, in your everyday life. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Because, you know, if you're a person that is really driven and uh, by your accomplishments, and I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. Um, I've definitely, there's nothing wrong with that. People have pursuits. They're trying to pursue their goals. They're trying to pursue their, their dreams. They're trying to pursue their everyday tasks in life. And there's nothing wrong with that. What I am talking about though, is experiencing where, you know, when I got the accomplishment that it didn't feel like I thought it was supposed to feel. Or when I pursued something and you go through, you know, the area of where now all of a sudden you feel stuck or you feel overwhelmed, it's not giving you what you thought that it was going to give you, you know, what happens in that space. And, you know, this today we were learning about self-sabotage and talking about it in relation to self-sabotage being self-preservation. We try to conserve our energy. We try to avoid pain and we seek pleasure. And in my own life, that has looked like I really love chips with dip. I don't know what it is about me. How sometimes when life is really stressful, I really like French onion dip and potato chips. And last January, I noticed that I really thought out um, my favorite go-to snack on the weekend or after work was French onion dip and chips. I also really liked watching Grey's Anatomy. Now I've been watching Grey's Anatomy probably since its inception. Um, I used to be more of an avid fan than I am now. So I really know seasons one through 10, I know 11, 12 and 13. And then it kind of like fell off and I stopped. Um, I stopped watching, but it was my show. I loved uh, all of the characters um, and some I love more than others. And then there were certain ones that I was I was really tired of them. But television watching became my uh, go-to uh, when I uh, was stressed or wanted to procrastinate or sometimes it was eating, whether it was chips and dip, it was uh, uh, it was uh, eating candy or um, seeking pleasure, you know, traveling, going on weekend trips, going in the store, buying things that I wanted, you know, that that I really didn't need, but, you know, I was high on that. 
And I think that no matter, you know, where we are in our life or what it is that we're focusing on, people can experience self, you know, sabotage. I was realizing, like I said, this past January, before, uh, um, January 2023, I had been really doing really good with my health, you know, strict keto person. Um, I hadn't, I think I had started going to the gym and um, it was working out for me, but in January, you know, when transitions and stuff changed for me, um, I stopped with the the with my diet. I still kept going to the gym, but I didn't, you know, uh, keep up with the diet. Then later, uh, I ended up having back issues, and or school was really busy, work was really busy, so I wasn't going to the gym as much. And so it was like the progress that I made. Um, it's like I I never really. Um, it's not like, yeah, it's like I didn't really make a lot of progress. I had regressed um, in a lot of areas of my life, not just um, my health, <laughs> if we being true. And I, and I can tell you about Chris's life because the only person's body that I have lived in is my own. So, um, you know, when, and, and that's not a negative thing. It's just in realizing, you know, self-sabotage and how we do get stuck in our life um, and feel overwhelmed from time to time or you're grieving. You know, and it's not just grieving the loss of a person. It could be, could be grieving, you know, how, the way you thought things should be or how you thought you would feel and realizing that it doesn't feel that way. And what do you do now? And how do you move forward? And how do you like your life now? And I felt like for me, I was really have been living in that experience of trying to figure out how do I like life now? How will I move forward now? What will I do now? Because there was some parts of me that felt like I was sleep, you know, sleepwalking. And then I wake up and I'm like, this is how I thought that, you know, it was a lot of confusion in terms of how I felt. You know, I, I don't know how, how I ended up here in some ways emotionally and figuring out, well, what do you do now? How do you, you move forward? How do you be the best Chris now? Um, how do you, know, do you uh, keep going? Do you stop? Do how, you know, it was that evaluation thing because, you know, and it, and it isn't just in terms of, of, of being in the graduate program. I'm learning that you can feel like this and you're just in your everyday life. Yeah, you just can't. And I think that was shocking to me uh, because I had a different outlook of how things would be. Uh, as a graduate student, me, you know, my advisor changed uh, and I got a new advisor. I got a new committee member and it's learning new people. And they're great. Yet it's also mourning the old people that you had because you knew how they worked. You knew, you know, when to expect their comments. You knew, you know, how they did things. And then you learn that even though that was what I knew, that's not the way life works right now. So that's that no that's no longer applicable. So you're trying to move forward with your scholastic life and get to the next step. And then you're waiting, in my case, I'm waiting on comments on my um, on my narrative to find out, is my reading list still good? Uh, I'm dealing with, you know, you're on your job. And in many ways, I've really progressed in terms of being on committees and administrivia. Uh, but when it comes to maintaining, building our relationships with some of the engineering uh, faculty and that I used to know, it's literally like getting to know them all over again in order to provide services that you were always providing. So in some ways, it feels like getting stuck in different areas and relationally, 
you know, there were some areas that I was progressing really hard in. And then there's been areas where I've regressed. And really just facing that in terms of, you know, what do you do then? Because the self-sabotage can become really high because you're just trying to conserve your energy. You're just trying to avoid pain and you're just trying to seek pleasure. And then in the stage that I'm at now, it's like, yeah, those things are cool and everything, but they're not enough to, to sustain my life. They're not enough to, to, to make me uh, keep going. I need something else. I need something deeper, something more, because uh, self-sabotage is not helping me. Um, I, I, I can't, I got to remember in, in terms of uh, graduate school, why? Why do I want to be Dr. Wiley? What is the goal that I think that that it will give me? What am I going to create? What type of supportive structure am I going to create around me to sustain me as I continue the program? Because no one really talks about the emotional, mental and spiritual and financial fortitude it takes to finish a, a doctoral program. That you learn that you're heroes and sheroes, that you had, you're human too. So <laughs> you got to take them off the pedestal and, and deal with real life. And here's the thing. This is true for everyday life. You, It's not just the doctoral program. It's everyday life. And that has been like the biggest aha for me. Like, what, what will I do now in this space? Now that I wake up and realize that some of the things that I have made my anchor, they're not sturdy. That some of the things that I deeply believed and valued did not hold true. That it's kind of like depending on a branch and the branch fell apart. And you're trying to regird or reground yourself in a root in something that gives you strength and you learn that people, myself included, we sometimes fail, we sometimes mess up, we sometimes don't follow through, we sometimes exit, we sometimes, you know, don't show up in the ways that, that we need to show up or who we are now, you know, doesn't support the life that we have. So you gotta develop something new to get through your day to day. And I don't know if there's anybody that has ever had that experience, but I have found myself here in, in that and in thinking about how self-sabotage is the comfort because, you know, when you can sit up and watch hours and moments of Grey's Anatomy or Murder, She Wrote or Columbo or Get Lost in, in projects, uh, because that way you don't have to deal with your life. You, you don't have to face the real deal things that you need to face, you know, you can sometimes stay stuck there forever. And I don't have a quick fix or tell you to snap five fingers or to do, I don't have that. And I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm just saying today, I was just really thinking, and not just today, if we're being honest, I've been thinking about how self-sabotage has affected me in so many areas of my life. And now I realize that I'm going to have to create something different in order to get to the next step through the process of becoming Dr. Wiley, or I'm going to have to create something different in order to move through my day to day. You know, this whole week has felt, you know, really hard for me. It's the dreary season of, of being in winter. And I felt like I have literally felt like E.T. Thomas having to say, you can do it, Chris, uh, just to get through my day. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong uh, specifically, like there's not a, a huge circumstance that I'm fa facing. 
It's just emotionally, I'm looking at things going, this doesn't bring me the joy that I thought it did or it, that it used to, or I don't really like this. Uh, I like parts of this, but I don't like this. I'm going to need to do this, but I need to stop doing that. Or I really need to face that and quit avoiding it. I'm going to really have to have this hard conversation, even though I don't really want to, uh, because I also don't want to deal with the emotions that go with that. But you know what? You got to deal with your emotions, because if you don't, you'll be grinding the bananas. I <laughs> There's no way to hide from, from your emotions. We have to feel our feelings. We have to face them and keep and not push through because push through that's that's not really helpful. You have to face them, deal, you know, deal with with, with what happens uh, with them, get you a good therapist, get you some good groups to be a part of or whatever your process is for you. And I say that because for me, I love online groups and therapy has saved my life. And 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 therapist groups have saved my life, but I realize that everybody does not necessarily respond to that so you have to figure out what works for you um but i definitely was just ultimately thinking about self-sabotage i know i've talked about a lot of different topics but i think for me the takeaway for this video is think about self-sabotage how does it show up for you what lessons are you learning and i'm not criticizing you if, if, if you're in self-sabotage, I don't have any judgment for you. I'm sending you love and support. I'm acknowledging that sometimes I have self-sabotaged a lot of things. And I don't, and I think when I, when I think about like the why, I don't, I don't know if sometimes I thought that I didn't really deserve the goodness um, of the relationship. I didn't deserve what, what it looked like to be healthy. Um, or, you know, I wondered, okay, well, if you change this, what else will you have to change? So if I stop changing this, then I won't have to continue. You know, those are things that played out, you know, in my mind, you know, because I think it happens. Everything isn't necessarily about continuing, you know, my education. It's just that's the experience that I'm in and what I'm noticing, because I think I, I, I'm in information science, which is studying patterns, how, how you, you know, information, how we use it, how we frame it how we analyze it, how we document it. And I'm sitting here looking at how things um, repeat for me. And when I think about what does it mean to be the healthiest version of myself, to show up for Chris, to show up in my relationships, to show up in my doctoral program, to show up in my job, to show up spiritually healthy. What does that look like? What does that mean? And how are there behaviors or things that I'm doing that are stopping that from occurring and realizing that some, in some cases I have actively chosen to do that. And now that I realize that I'm doing that, what can I do to move forward? Real talk, just saying, that's just, you know, just sharing because you know, I make these videos as part of, um, the 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 journey and the lessons that I learned, you know, if my friend Toya Lynn Ward was alive, this would be a phone call conversation that we would have uh, while she drinks Merlot, or she used to love to say Merlot, <laughs> and I have, or, or maybe it wouldn't even be a beverage; it would just be long text mess. I mean, long uh, voice messages that we used to live for, live, leave for each other. But she's no longer on this side of the earth, so I can't leave those. 
So these are more like what I make for myself. And maybe I share it or maybe I won't. But uh, that's just where I'm at and what I'm thinking. And I realized that when I when we when me you us lives our lives, it can feel a bit isolating. Like it's just us uh, that's experiencing something. But I think that's the fallacy in life is that others are experiencing things too. It might not be specifically the same thing that I'm experiencing, but there's there are things that could resonate for you, or not, and that's cool. And if and, and if nothing resonates. I have respect and honor for that as well. But I'm just over here recognizing where I'm at today and thinking about what it is that I will need in this moment to continue on because that has shown up for me, specifically when I think about like conversations with friends who are battling, you know, mental health and how you can want to be supportive for people that are battling mental health and encourage and provide information and resources that you might know, yet it also brings up triggers for you. And then how do you handle yourself in those situations? Just saying. So, I mean, I, the different topic, but the 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 um, lesson is still the same. Developing your support to what it is that you're going to need moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond, to keep moving forward as you're on your quest to be the best you that is possible and all while life is like it. That's all I got. So I hope that something that I have said to you encourages your spirit, uh, moves moves you, that you think about self-sabotage, how it shows up for you. You know, so in case you don't remember what it is, it's that hard, stuck, overwhelmed feeling. Other things to think about, if nothing ever changed, how would you learn to live with it? Would you live with it? What type of support uh, structure systems uh, do you does does your inner child need in order to to move forward? Mm -hmm. Think about that. So that's all I got. I don't have any like I said. I don't have any deep answers for you on how that shows up for you, but I've definitely was sharing you know my experiences with that. Um, like last night, I came home from work and I I like. Self-care for me is, is is bubble baths. And um, I made myself one of my favorite dinners, which is steak with baked potato and salad. And then I watched, you know, some episodes of Grey's Anatomy. And then I had a meltdown. Because, <laughs> real talk. Because life had not felt like how I thought life would, would feel. And as I looked around my life, I, I felt a bit out of pocket for lack of a better word because I was like yeah you got money in the bank yeah you can pay your bills yeah you know you have a place to stay yeah you have food in your refrigerator uh but I don't still feel any joy life feels isolating I still feel all by myself this is not how I thought it would feel yes I love my job yes I'm so grateful to be in a graduate program I love what I'm studying but it is not enough and no one ever had that, or I didn't have that conversation with myself or no one had that conversation with me that we would get to a point that sometimes the things that we have uh, are not enough <laughs> to bring you joy. And then you look at it and feel like I must be a, a fraud or you feel like maybe I shouldn't be so sad because, you know, because yet what is also true is you feel what you feel. And then I sat up and told Jesus all about it. And I went to bed 
And then I got up this morning and I made myself French toast and bourbon pecan coffee. Or maybe it's bourbon pecan. It's great. Oh, that's a good coffee. I'll tell you, Trader Joe's, they did good on that. No, not Trader Joe's. Sorry. World Market. World Market was where I got that coffee from. Ah, it's so good. It smells great. It doesn't have any liquor in it, but it smells really great. And then I went to the, the online workshop to try to get tips and tools. And I don't share this because I feel like I'm an expert in self-sabotage. I shared this because it was uh, resonating with me because even before the rec uh, before the workshop that I attended today, I was already recognizing the way that self-sabotage has shown up and shows up in my life before we had this. I was thinking about this last week. There was a full email, like I said, where I talked about self-sabotage with one of my friends. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, when I went to the workshop, it was kind of like when the Holy Spirit you know, drives drives down your street and uh and turns the light on and shines them on in the window to be like, hey, homie, hey, friend. So, and for some, like I said, self sabotage might not be what it is that you're facing, but you're facing something. So, what what will you have in place to support yourself, uh, to help you in your moment, millisecond to millisecond? That's the deep question for the day. That's all I got. I thank you for taking time out your day to click play on this video and listen uh, to me talk. Uh, I hope that life is uh, treating you well, that you're taking good care of yourself. And if no one has said, I love you today, know that I do. And I'm really sincerely wishing you well. Peace. Thanks for listening.